Bruce, I know we talked a lot about the defense yesterday and that, you know, Dean's interception got things going, but when you had a chance to go back and look at it, I mean, what really clicked? This was one of the most dominating performances against the number one offense that they've seen here in 20 years. Yeah, I, I think we made great adjustments on the sideline. And uh, those can't happen unless you do a great job of preparation during the week. And, uh, you know, I think it was a little bit of holding our breath. And like Todd said, let's let it go, man. Let's go play. And, uh, and Jamal's interception and, uh, and then uh, Mike's interception, just, you know, knocking it in for touchdowns. And like, then it was our game, you know. And uh, really, really proud of the guys, the way they did respond uh, offensively and defensively. You've known you've had a good defense. They know they're good. But when you can go out there uh, with, with what was on the line against that quarterback and that offense, I mean, is that one of those games that, you know, the confidence rises to a level where now that, that's the standard, right? You can do this against anybody? Uh, there's, there's no doubt that is the standard. And uh, just knock on wood, stay healthy and uh, keep preparing on the practice field. I could have told you last Thursday we were going to play good. And we, we had yeah. Thursday, Friday practices like we have never had before. We've had great practices, but there was something special in the air on Thursday and Friday's practice. And it's like, yeah. all right, what are we going to do this week? Our, our message is let's make sure we're doing the same thing every single day this week. Next question will be from Greg Allman. Hey, hey Bruce, we, we didn't know what the status was going to be for Carlton Davis going in the game. I, I don't know how much that was up in the air until warmups, but it seemed like he had a great game of, of knowing where to be and anticipating things. I think the second play, he, he almost jumped a, a quick receiver screen and got a hand on it. Just, just want to ask you how much it helped to see him play and, and tough through it and play every down as he did. It was huge, you know, and, uh, you know, last year, I don't know if he played with his, with as much injury pain that he might've had, but uh, he came up to me Thursday. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it today and I want to play in this game. And uh, right then, and I knew when, when he made that statement, he'd make it to the ball game and he played well. But, uh, yeah, it was great maturity. He showed great growth uh, playing in that ball game the way he did. Bruce, I don't know if you can comment or not. There was a report last night that you've uh, acquired Steve McClendon from the Jets, a nose tackle there, played for you in Pittsburgh, uh, played for Todd with the Jets. Just, just if you can, when I ask you what he brings and how excited you are to have him on board. Yeah, I mean, he's got to go through the protocols and the, and the – Pass the physical, but he played in yesterday's ball game, and uh, you know we all know Steve. He's really a really quality human being and a hell of a player. And uh, you know losing Vita, we just needed to sure up uh, against some of these big time running teams. Uh, another another nose guard type player, and uh, and Jason was able to make it. And uh, you know hopefully we can get him past the physical and get the trade through. Next will be Jenna Lane. You, you mentioned the the coaching that was done on the sidelines. Um, you know not just from a technical aspect, but, you know, to go out there and, and give up that, that 25 yard run there. Uh, I, I know the, the Packers, you guys were getting them in third and long situations, but they were still converting to take them from that and being down 10, nothing to getting those back-to-back -back interceptions. Like it's one thing to give the, the technical guidance on the, on the sidelines, but those guys have to be able to believe that they're in position to do that. Can you just speak to the, the coaching effort that was, that was done on that part? to get those guys believing that they could turn that game around the way they did. Well, I, th I think they, they know it coming in. It was just a matter of letting loose and uh, not being afraid to make a mistake and uh, just let go play. Todd did a great job. Uh, the whole coaching staff was over there, um, you know, talking to them about just turn it loose. 
and uh, and they did. I thought you know, Jamel's play was was huge in the ball game, as was Mike's. Carlton was the one that really stripped it and, and got the ball up in the air. So um, it's it's just play like we're capable of playing and don't play. It's not scared. It's just cautious uh, and just turn it loose. Switching gears a little bit, I know Leonard Fournette, there was some hope and even some reports out there that that he would be active for this game. I understand he tested it out in pregame, but just wasn't kind of what you guys thought. Um, has he had any setbacks in that department, or is it really just you guys wanting to be smart about this so that he doesn't have any any future setbacks? Yeah, it was no sense in, in risking him tweaking it and, uh, and losing him for another month. Uh, let's just get him healthy. I feel very confident about the other three guys, and uh, now Rojo's handling load really good, and the Keyshawn's coming around. Sadie's doing his job, so let's get him healthy, and uh, yeah, we'll need him down the stretch for sure. Next will be Scott Reynolds. Hi, Bruce. I know one of the more disappointing things in your first year last year was was your home record at, at two and six. Your guys were better on the road. You've already won three home games. Can you just speak to the importance of what you've established this year in getting off to a great start at home and and how that continued success will help you in your playoff push? Yeah, I think that's one of the things we learned from last year is we didn't do a very good job of protecting our turf. And, uh, you know, every year our goal is to win them all at, at home. And, you know, if you split them on the road, you're 12 and four. So, um, but we have to win at home and we have to play good at home. And, uh, you know, that, that's uh, been hammered into them. And I think they've all accepted that. You look at Andamika Sue, he's got three sacks, and I know sacks are, are only one part of, of pass rush, right, because you've got pressures and quarterback hits. They're another part of it. But is has he taken his game to to another level from where it was a year ago with already three sacks and the amount of times he's hitting the quarterback? No, I think he's getting less attention. I think he was the most double-team player in the league last year. And uh, he, he's loving that single block stuff. And, uh, you know, Nelson jumped in there and played a little three technique and – uh, Nacho played really, really well. So just Sue's just making, taking the best of his advantage of, of his opportunities. And uh, yeah, he was, he loves getting after Aaron. That's for sure. Next will be Luke Easterling. Tom Brady takes the headlines with a, a performance like he had against the Chargers, where he makes a big comeback and throws for you know three sixty and five touchdowns. But you know yesterday's box score, where you know the numbers really aren't astronomical but but the the mistakes aren't there you guys is that kind of the the type of game that you guys had in mind when you signed him to be able to take care of the football and and not really need those big numbers yeah I mean I think you can take care of the football and have big numbers too and uh you know for one one of us if you add in defensive pass interference we've got some numbers you know last two ball games we had we've had some plays but uh um, but yeah I, I think protecting the football is always paramount you know, when you have no sacks, no penalties, no turnovers, you're going to be really, really hard to beat. Now, if you have numbers with it, they should be really outstanding. Um, so uh, I don't think it's the numbers as much for me as the no sacks, no penalties, no turnovers. And I know that, uh, you know, your receivers might not have been fully healthy, but to have them all out there, particularly Chris Godwin, how much does his presence and all the different things he does at such a high level open up the the offense for the other receivers, open up the offense in what time, in terms of what you can call and, and all of that? Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, I, like I stated last week, people don't realize how much of a part he is in our offense and, and what he can do because he is so special inside, outside, blocking the, the whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, it was good to see him back out there. He's not 100%, neither is Mike. But uh, those guys at 80 to 90 is better than most, so I'll take it. Next will be Rick Stroud. Which we talked a little bit yesterday about, you know, Gronk's performance. Um, 
first of all, how much is he gutting through that shoulder? And, and, and uh, I mean, what, what dictated him getting the ball more? I know you ran, you ran a tight end screen. You did, you know, you did some things to, to sort of feature him a little bit. Yeah, we should have blocked that screen a little bit better, and he might have got more yards. But uh, no, it's uh, you know he had a big screen and and up in Chicago, so it's it's always when he's blocking. Uh, those are we're, we're always looking to see if that play is available. But uh, really, it's the coverage. The coverage dictates, and Tom made some great throws on crossing routes. Uh, the one was right in front of me, and uh, you know it's just a matter of spreading the ball around to who's open. You know, and uh, and that's a big target in the middle of the field. So, you know, for him to continue to play like that, uh, it will be huge for us. Next will be Jenna Lane. Coach, uh, back to your defense. Um, I thought it was so fitting that the two guys that made the the big plays, those two interceptions, were part of the the group of guys that that Coach Bowles started watching film with um, before before the workday started last year. Um, can you just speak to just his willingness to help those guys? I don't know of a lot of maybe maybe it is more common than I know, but I don't know of a lot of former head coaches that would take the time to do that. Can you just speak to the work, the hands-on work that he has done with with those guys to get them where they need to be? Yeah, I mean uh, Todd's one of those guys. He's here at four thirty, and uh, and uh, Dean's here at five. So there's there's guys coming in the door to sit down and watch film with him every single day, and, and that's your job, you know. Uh, Todd does a great job. He's a great communicator. He's a great teacher. So to have those guys with smaller groups, one, two, three, maybe um, in the room with just him and, and teaching them what to look for. And um, I think it's really, really helped their growth as players and, and their confidence too. How many, how many coaches, uh, defensive coordinators are doing that type of thing you think on a daily basis? I mean, he's, he seems so hands-on with them. I think you'd be surprised how many do it. I mean, if players want to do it, the players want to meet, coaches will meet with them. Next will be Sarah Walsh. Hey, Coach, um, you sort of touched on this last week at the end of the week about Tom, you know, working with whatever puzzle pieces he has in terms of not having guys healthy during the week at practice. Can you just speak again to the fact, I think when he hit Gronk, it's like eight different guys now that he's hit for a touchdown this year. And, and being on a new team, just what that speaks to and him being able to do that. Yeah, just great preparation and great work on the field, you know, and trusting his guys. And, uh, you know, the, the the touchdown to Tyler was the fourth read in the play. I mean, they they dropped eight. They had everything on the front side covered. And Tyler ran a great route. I don't – you know, we've had that play for like 10 years. I don't know if we've ever thrown it back there. But uh, Tom slipped up because of three-man rush, and Tyler ran a great route, and he trusted him. I think just building trust with those young guys. He's always had it in Gronk. We got the great matchup we were looking for, so he, he made a good ball to Gronk and made the catch. But I think it's just trusting those young guys to continue to grow. First, we'll go to Greg Allman. Hey, Bruce, the first play after you guys took the lead yesterday – uh, they got a chunk play like 20 yards downfield, and you guys challenged it and got it reversed, and it kind of helped kill any momentum they had. Who, if you don't mind, who, who's your eye in the sky? Who saw that? Who told you to throw the flag? Uh, John Van Dam. You know, last year I had Larry Rose up there, uh, but John, um, he's my eyes in the press box and does a heck of a job with it. I had some some doubt when I saw it on the the jumbotron early, and he confirmed it, and uh, it was it was we got lucky and got the challenge in. Last question will come from Scott Reynolds. Hey, Bruce, we saw uh, Joe Hagan there as, as an extra blocker. How much did he help your running game? I know you're down some of your blocking tight ends with O.J. Howard and, and Anthony Outlaire. Oh, Joe did a great job. Yeah, he graded up really, really high. And, uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to use that package and uh, until Anthony comes back. Uh, but I was really, really happy for Joe. He did a really, really good job.